we at Fatanize pay our respect to the traditional custodians of the Mianjin land. This land is and always will be Aboriginal land. Is this thing on? Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Fatanize. I'm your host Demi Lynch and we have the fabulous the delightful, the gorgeous Milo Hartill here, actress, model, superstar. How are you, my dear? I'm going super, super well. Very happy and proud to be heralding from Gadigal land, from Gadigal on the Eora Nation. Really excited to be here on Fatanize with you. Thank you. Thank you so, so much for coming on. And I just really appreciate you letting me chat to you through this busy time. You're literally in the busy the middle of shows and then soon it'll be fashion week my dear you're a busy busy gal aren't you very wanted right now mm. you know i try to keep myself busy or else I'd <laughs> so as always on the podcast every single week at the beginning of the show we talk about how we're feeling about our bodies because this is australia's only plus size community podcasts and we like to talk about body positivity body neutrality and those are a crazy journey, very up and down all over the place. So my dear, how are you feeling about your body today? Is it a bit of a yay, bit of a nay, or just a bit of meh? Um, bit of a yay, a nay, or a slay. Um, I'm feeling good about my body, I think. I am really excited because I'm going to have my uh, – Florence Pugh moment for closing night. I've got this dress Ooh. that's like completely see-through and I've got a set to wear under it. Yes, 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 yes. Let the let the girlies out, yes. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited to show off my hot little plus-size bod on Sunday yes. night. Um, and touch wood, I was <laughs> a little bit injured at the start of this year and I am – finally beginning to feel like I'm at the end of that so I'm like yay my body works and does stuff Woo! (laughs) oh that's always the way though be careful because as soon as you say oh my body's actually starting to function now doing what it's actually made to do then it's like you know what you know what you haven't used in a while an ankle let's just mess up the ankle now let's just mess up your arm or your ear or something I've touched wood I've touched all the wood (laughs) didn't touch any more wood (laughs) Uh, well, I think for me, body wise, you know, what? I'm having a bit of a yay, a yay week. I think I am. Yay. Yes, I found some sexy, sexy lingerie that I did not think was still in my wardrobe. I tried it on. It was like this full piece uh, black lace moment, and I was just like, you know what? Damn, I feel pretty bloody good. So, ah, yay! That felt nice. My partner liked it too, so that was good. Always that's, that's a bonus. A slay. Yes, yeah. that yeah, you know what? That is a sleigh. It's not a yay, it's a sleigh. So yeah, you know what? I feel really good. It's just a nice change because most weeks it's just like a bit of a meh, my body's here, it's doing its thing. It's on the borderline of functioning, non non-functioning. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm very happy about that. I'm very happy for you. Why thank you. Why thank you. So we need to deep dive two topics as always on the podcast every week with my guests we deep dive two topics that's related to fat liberation fat phobia just pretty much the plus size experience now 
I need some goss, I need some tea about the fashion industry, my dear, because you're doing a little thing next month. I don't know if people have heard about it. You know, it's it's a, it's a, it's a bit of a small event. Maybe a few people might have seen it. Uh, fashion Week. You're doing yeah. motherfucking Fashion Week. Melbourne Fashion Week. Again. Again. It's not even the first time. You're just like, oh, yeah, this. I've done this. Whatever. <laughs> my, second, my second Fashion Week, um, Melbourne Fashion Week. I'm very excited to be back and really really proud it just got announced yesterday that i'm a part of the campaign for melbourne fashion week so keep an eye out on the streets of melbourne you might see a friendly fat face (laughs) (laughs) oh that's so exciting and that's such a great move for melbourne fashion week like you got to think what was it like 12 months ago Melbourne Fashion Week, there wasn't a lot of size inclusivity. And now with this Fashion, fashion Week. Did well, but Fashion Festival this year was, um, I don't think there were any mm. at Melbourne Fashion Festival this year. And it was really disappointing, mm. really disappointing. I um, I remember like coming off the back of Fashion Week and I had had a really good Fashion Week. Like I had done, I had slayed and like we, the, uh, all of the shows that I did in Fashion Week had made it to most of the major news channels and, like, there was so so much positive review of it. And I was like, yes, like, Fashion Festival is going to be so lit. And the diversity was a little bit disappointing. Mm. Like, I – obviously the shows were still amazing and, like, their programming was amazing. But really – like, I had a a few friends who – who I think it was their first – Time they'd gotten to have their designs in a show and they had specifically requested diversity and a lot of the designers don't actually get to cast their own shows it's oh really okay which is like pretty interesting I mean Mm. I feel like the larger big house labels would Mm. but it's often cast by like modeling casting people as opposed to the people who own the brand own the label blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. and my friend had been like yeah I really want body diversity because it's going to sh- show off my designs better like this friend was like oh you know like I feel like my work looks good on everyone and like looks sexy on everyone and I really want to brag about how good it looks on everyone and then all of the models that they got back when they got there on the day they were like where's the size inclusivity and they went oh when you said diversity we just assumed you meant like different racial people and they were like no I just no I specifically said oh. what I wanted and like yay for having you know not just white people mm. but boo for having just people yeah like, that's right. so disappointing well I didn't know that I didn't know so is that with fashion week or is that just with fashion festival I get mixed up between the two. What's the difference between Fashion Week and Fashion Festival? Normally the sponsors. So Melbourne oh, Fashion okay. Week is its own entity um, and fashion. It's it's just like different sponsors, different designers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two separate events. So Fashion Week happens at the end of the year. Fashion Festival happens at the start of the year. Ah, oh, that's how it works. Okay. You can clearly tell I know my stuff. I'm so in with the fashion industry and just know my stuff. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I did I did Vamp, which was Virgin Australia Melbourne Fashion Festival, because it was uh-huh. 
to buy Virgin in 2020, at the start of 2020. Yeah. And that was my first ever runway experience was doing fashion festival. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Diversity. Then again, start of 2020, I was a lot skittier than I am now. Mm -hmm. That's why I was in. And you know what? Probably one of the bigger models there. Yeah. Does it kind of get, when you do get the given, like when you do get those opportunities, does it sometimes feel like, oh, I'm literally just just the diversity hire and I have to feel like I'm grateful to be here? Like, do you ever feel like that pressure when you're in situations and you are, say, the only plus size person there? Do you ever get like this pressure to be like, oh, I have to be grateful because I'm the diversity hire? No? No, I'm I'm always the first one to be like, hey, you know what, I'm always like, Grateful to be working, grateful to have the job. Mm. Not happy that I'm the only person who looks like me here. Yes, that's what we want. Yep, call them out. Yep, love that. Love that. And, and that's across the board. That's theatre. That's modelling. That's influencing. Mm. That's whatever I do. If I'm the only person that looks like me, I'm like dodgy. <laughs> and I don't like feeling like the diversity higher as yeah. well. Then there's an added pressure to represent your community Mm -hmm. I I was at uni once and we were having a conversation about you know you know it was in the peak of 2020 everyone was like how can we be better yeah most people did not do the things they said they would do but anyway they they posted a black tile okay that takes a lot of effort yeah they posted that meme that (laughs) was a picture of a black and a white hand that said I will never understand but I stand with you (laughs) Um, <laughs> oh god it's so cringy oh. so cringe but um I remember we were talking about you know the differences between being a white student and a personal color student blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, was like, I was like none of my white peers ever have to feel the pressure of representing their community like I feel like I can't fuck up not only because you know the school the schooling world is a world based around the ethos and ideology of excellence and professionalism, which is, you know, hard to maintain five days a week, Mm. especially when you're meant to be in a learning environment. But I was also like, I feel like I can't fuck up because I'm like, if I fuck up and I'm the only fat person or if I fuck up and I'm the only person of colour, I'm going to feel like I'm stopping from other people from getting this opportunity because they're going to go, well, that last fatty that we hired was shit, so we're not going to have another one. Mm, or that last person of color that we hired was shit so we're not going to hire another one yeah oh that would just be so much pressure and yeah to be representative of both communities as well like that would just be oh can't imagine what that must be like and earlier in our previous conversation we're talking about when you are in the um theater industry and as well like there's certain things that people in theater companies don't consider like you how you were talking to me earlier about like the those like a ladder incidents and that because people just don't consider plus size bodies and you know the safety of plus size bodies sometimes you have to like call them out and be like um hello did you consider me here T- mm-hmm. tell the listeners what happens with this whole ladder incident uh it was very funny so i was in a show um and a part of the show is that we had to climb up this ladder to like get to a new part of the set. 
and um, we never got to rehearse with it because the, for initially we didn't get to rehearse of like literally like safety checks. Like they were like, you know, you can't be on the ladder because we haven't secured it yet and, you know, it's not safe to climb up and we need to do X, Y, Z tests and checks on it for it to be safe. And we're like, awesome. Get to almost the end of tech week and I was like, me, you know, it wasn't even me. It was one of the other people in the show. Um, they have a fear of heights and they were like, I really need to get got, try this out while singing and dancing before opening night or I'm going to have a panic attack. Oh, so you had to sing and dance while on this ladder, not just climb it. Jeez. Okay, that's freak. Yeah. And in front of all these people. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was really good. It was stressful. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we, um, anyway, it gets to like, I think it was like our last day of tech. We still hadn't done this ladder. Damn. Old mate was like, "Hey, is is the secure? Is the safety check done? I need to get up this ladder. Like, I need to give it a go." I mean, I wasn't too nervous about the ladder. I'm just like, I'm like if I fall off the ladder, I fall off the ladder. Mm. Um, I'm very difficult to embarrass. <laughs> um, but we get to it. We get. To, we're finally about to do it. And one of our poor ASMs, he's got this most nervous look on his face. He's kind of looking at our director and trying to get someone's attention. And he's really stressed, really stressed. But anyway, eventually he gets someone's attention. And then all of a sudden there's all of these like tech people. all like, And I'm like, what's going on? Like, can we go up the ladder? Yes or no? And they were like, bless them. Like trying so hard to pussyfoot around it. They were like, um, we didn't um take a... a, a a measurement in, into consideration um with uh with with the ladder and we uh we'll just um we just we just have to fix something because it's it, you know it's not um it's not big enough and i looked at the ladder and i looked at the other people in the scene i looked at myself and i went oh my god they got a ladder that's not wide enough for me to climb up it how <laughs> what a random set piece thing that you would just never ever think of because they probably have never had to think of it, especially, mm. you know, in the relevance of the show I was doing. I was thinking about, you know, the people who had been in shows in these circumstances before me and I was like, I'm probably the first person above about a size 12 to have ever been in one of these shows. Mm. Like hysterical, like so off, so naff. Um but yeah, so then we had to they had to get rebuilt, and you know the funny thing to me as well was they didn't even get a whole new ladder. They just the top part of it that I would have had to squeeze through, they chopped it off, moved it like a few centimeters out, and then secured. Oh. <laughs> so funny, which makes sense that they couldn't get a new one because it was the day of. Um, but yeah, like I was just like, wow, that is fat phobia just truly in its purest form like people just didn't even think like will everybody fit up the ladder yeah it's literally like you had one job (laughs) you're the props person you have to make sure people are able to use the props and are safe while using the props that's not your job it's not your like fat people plus size people already have to go to you know different venues or go through just everyday life being like oh is this chair gonna hold me up and when i go to the doctor's office or am i gonna take too much room on this um bus seat like we already are trying to think okay how can we best be accommodating to others and it just sucks that this person 
their job is to make sure that the set is accommodating to their cast. And it's just, we live in such a fat phobic society that the person didn't think like, oh, not everyone is a size eight. Like, like there are people of different sizes. Well, like, I completely empathize with them. I mean, as much mm. as my job too, but you know, I, I, as a fat person would not have thought to consider this, like, I looked at this set piece every day being like, are we going to fucking get up there or not? Mm. And even I didn't like look at it and think it's quite skinny though, isn't it? Like, I just was like, can we just like give it a go? Like what's going on? Yeah. But, you know, it was very early in all of our careers, this show, you know, and I'm like probably, and as well, I'm like, I'm thinking about, I mean, even my own course, I was like, this course is not designed for fat people. Mm. And, I would, and I would assume that, you know, other other training institutions, other training courses, other shows, other ways of learning wouldn't be conducive of considering everybody, as most things aren't conducive of considering everybody. There's a, a small group of people that are normally considered for most things, especially in the Western world, and that is skinny, straight, cis, white people. Is that all of the boxes? Yeah. <laughs> There's so many. Able-bodied, 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 absolutely, definitely, yeah, yeah. The world is just, yeah, pretty much built for the people that just tick all those boxes. And I have to ask though, like, I know, I know, obviously, like, yeah, you might, you might not know the answer to this because it's just, it's just been like that for, for forever, pretty much, but. Why is it that it in theater and productions like this, it is always the thin people? Like, why is it that, like, you know, you see like in films and TV shows, it is generally a little bit diverse in regard to body sizes. But why is it then, again, I don't know a lot about theater. So maybe there is a reason I just don't know. But why is it though, like in theater, it's just always thin people all the time it seems to be like a very small minority is plus size I feel like I feel like maybe not um straight theater as in like plays but definitely in musical theater because musical theater is just such a of all of the arts industries musical theater is by far the most behind like it is mm -hmm. so behind I mean I think of the shows that are that are written and it's like oh do we really need to tell that story again and I think as well because there's such like a in musical theatre there's so much emphasis on dancing obviously like that is a lot of theatre there's some shows that don't have dancing but the belief that fat people can't do what skinny people do which is so funny to me because like you know in the show that I'm doing at the moment I don't think I'm by any means a dancer but it's not like I stick out like I um, I am a dancer like I can dance I'm a really good dancer and I think you know at drama school I was led to believe that I'm not very good and in a lot of audition settings where the only dancing that you do is ballet sure I'm not good but I can out I can out dance a lot of these other divas in a lot of other settings like I'm like the girlies who are out here who are slaying the ballet could not do the club sets that I do like they just mm. couldn't do it mm. learning you know learning a completely new 10 to 15 minute production number for a club once a week is hard work and like a lot of really quick memory and it's not like 
anyone who's seen me do a club show, it's not like I'm just step clicking. Like we're doing kicks, splits, cartwheel, turn, pick her up, then turn this person around. Then we're doing this thing, then a quick change. Like it's not easy mm. by any means. But I just think, and there's also such a, um, like in, you know what, like in most performing arts, media, public image industries, such a hyper focus on the Western world's idea of beauty. And, you know, mm. it's kind of like, I was talking about this with a friend. I was like, you can only have one minority group and that's too much. Like if you're, if you're going to be, if you're going to be a fat person, you need to be white. If you're going to be a person of color, you need to be thin. If you're going to do this thing, you have to, like, I recently really wanted to audition for the lead role of something. Like I was like, I think it'd be such an interesting casting choice to have a fat person of color in this role. And the casting were just like, you're just not right for it. And I'm like, but what about me is not right. I can act, I can act the shit off things. Sure. I am, I sit really well in doing the comedy funny side character, but that's because that's all I've ever been allowed access to do is to be the funny fat best friend is to mm. be the funny black sassy bitch in a show. Like I'm not given access to being able to explore being the lead role. Yeah. And I was very lucky in my final production at uni. I got to experience what it's like being a lead role because our director was like, I want to make an interesting casting choice that's not just going to be, you know, the skinny girl who can dance really well as the lead role. Not that I can't dance well, but, you know, in my class I was definitely far, far, far from being a dancer. Yeah. But it's just, they're just like, it just wouldn't work. It wouldn't sell. People don't want to see people like you be the lead role. And I'm like, what people? What people don't want to see it? I know what people it is. And it's going to be the old guard white people who think that our clean Australian musical theatre should be a certain way. But I'm like, but there are a fuck ton of people that would love to see me as the lead in things. Or not even me, but people like me mm. in the lead of things. You know, like having, having a having a, a an Asian girl be Cinderella in the current production of Cinderella, awesome! Like so cool, and like the same person who is playing Cinderella, she was Jasmine in Aladdin, and it was awesome seeing her as Jasmine in Aladdin. But seeing her in a role that doesn't have to be a person of color and just is because she's got the talent for it, amazing! Like so amazing to see, so refreshing to see. But I'm like. You know, if she was fat, would she ever be considered for that? It's so interesting how behind theatre is. Like, you think that, you know, like the television and film industry, like they're behind and they're, they're slowly pecking away. But, it's, yeah, it's just so disappointing that theatre is still really, really just stuck, just really stuck. So, yeah. It's because in theatre the same old white guys are the people running it. And there's definitely beginning to be a shift. Yeah. And that's really awesome to see. But, you know, it's until people like you, people like me, other people in charge of all of these things, that's when that's when the change will happen. And I'm so excited for that. And, you know, I have a feeling like that won't be for another 5, 10, 15 years. But eventually it will happen. It has to happen. It has to happen. But also on that train of thought, I also feel like we're about to enter another weird 
like because the last two years have been so woke I feel like the pendulum is going to swing the other way for a bit especially mm. well with you know the um, America feels like it really runs the world at this point and oh, yeah. with them now being not that Biden and Kamala Harris are the most incredulously woke people in the whole world but as compared to Trump that's such a swing of the pendulum in the other way and I therefore feel like the people that were somewhat subdued because they felt like they had a leader that represented them in 2020 I feel like that side of society are going to speak up again and you know the people who I've had some really interesting conversations at the moment with a lot of of my friends that I would consider to be woke who Mm. are white skinny people and they're getting a little bit downtrodden because the attention's not on them at the moment and really it's like oh it's the worst time to be a skinny white person in this industry and I'm like (laughs) like welcome (laughs) (laughs) literally just playing the small violin here for them oh my god it's like <laughs> but I do feel like there's going to be a pendulum swing the yeah way. that's so true like I'm definitely seeing that considering like everything that's happened this past couple of months with Andrew Tate I feel like like you know obviously like the majority or from what we see anyway like because obviously like say the feeds on our social media are very orchestrated to what we like and what we value to us it might seem like oh Everyone hates Andrew Tate. Everyone hates what he stands for, the values that he says, his fat phobia, his sexism, his racism, all the isms. Um, we think, oh, everyone hates him. But then in reality, like a lot of people are veering him way because they're just like, oh, what about the privileged white men? What about them? No one's talking about us anymore. Let's go to him now. Let's, we well, don't want I had, to- I had mm. a hectically crazy moment with, an old friend's mum being like, mm-hmm. like, I mean, this lady said some hectic things to me, but she, this one day I was talking about, she asked me like, so like, what do you think the industry's like? Because it's easy to be you these days. And I was like, oh, I don't know about that. <gasps> and she was like, well, it's actually really hard to be a straight man these days. And I just was like, I don't interact with them a lot, but there are people like this out there and there are a lot of people like that out there. And, you know, I, my world, every, I mean, I feel like anyone listening to this podcast, anyone, you know, that your friends that you actually like anyone I know that I actually like are woke, kind people who are at least somewhat considerate, empathetic, trying to make the world the better place place for everybody Mm. but I'm also like you know I don't hang out with that many straight people like I do not hang out with that many straight people I don't hang out with anyone that would say something negative about my body or negative about their body in front of me that is fat phobic like Mm. I don't hang out with anyone that's like I'm getting fat at the moment I'm like bye I don't talk to you anymore (laughs) I don't Mm. hang out with anyone anymore I mean I definitely did in my teenage years because I was in the sunken place but I don't hang out with racist people like I just don't do it. And like, I don't, I don't go to straight venues. Like I just, so those kind of people are just, I can't never forget this year doing fringe Mm. walking down Hindley street, which is like the club bar strip in Adelaide. Oh yeah. 
like I turned to my friend and I was like, I think this is the first time I've seen more than three straight people in a really long time. Like, and all these huge groups of like straight cis white dudes, like literally, I'm walking down the street and some guy was like, "Let me touch your jugs," and I went, oh, "Whoa!" Like, there are a lot of these people that actually seriously exist, mm-hmm. and I just don't hang out with them. Yeah, that's a scary thing. Like when you've, as we get older, we're able to like curate this bubble of not just safetyness but this bubble of people that we truly love we truly care about and they are the same with us that's just make us happy but it can be really scary when sometimes we like poke ourselves outside the bubble and we're just like oh shit no fuck this i'm going back in this bubble no 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 no. they're all no 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 they're scary they are not they are not they do not yeah yeah that can be scary sometimes yeah and but i mean but it also infers like this you know, so many casting people are like, people wouldn't pay to see it. And I'm like, you know what? I bet old white people wouldn't pay to see it. I bet, I mean, I remember when I did, you know what, I won't say what the campaign was for, but I did a campaign. <laughs> Don't want to get in trouble. Mm. I'm not getting sued today. Not uh, today. <laughs> I did a campaign for someone and I remember reading the comments and half of the comments were like, yay, I love seeing someone who looks like me. And the other half of the comments were like, I thought models were supposed to be pretty. Uh, like, oh, this doesn't make me want to buy it X, Y, Z. It makes me disgusted, like, lose some weight. And I was like, in my head, I was like, girly, if you had the schedule that I had, you would be fucking exhausted, firstly. And I was like, secondly, fatness and prettiness, not mutually exclusive. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Like, not mutually exclusive. And if I do say so myself, I'm hot as shit. Like, yeah, bitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did the people that were doing the campaign, did they call out the comments or anything like that? Um, I mean, they deleted a lot of them. Okay. But I just was like, I mean, there was some really funny comments in there that mm. I screenshotted and they then became like my bio for a little bit. Cause I just was like, fuck, that is so funny that someone like fully typed that out. Oh, do you remember any of them? Oh, I Oh my god, I remember one of them, which wasn't yeah. about my body size. Warning, I am gonna say the N word. Okay. Um, but they were like <laughs> the comment was like comment was like, Oh, I bloody loved XYZ and I think the girl does a great job, but I just hate niggers. And I was like <laughs> I was like, you know what? Slay that you're so honest. <laughs> Living for your honesty. I said, Speak your truth, mama. I said, Don't let these leftists silence you. <laughs> I love I love this person being like I love I know I really do but I just fucking hate black people actually just the biggest flip ever like that like you really think like oh that's not too bad that's not too bad oh no 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 that's horrible though no 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 and I mean other Ooh. than the, other than the use of hate speech it was kind of funny that like it was such a chill <laughs> comment like love the brand I think the girl is doing a great job, but I just, oh, if only she was white. Oh, well. <laughs> there was a hashtag on it that was like, it was something like, why does everything have to be diverse? Like it was something like that. Oh, and God. Like, oh, it's just, oh. And then my Instagram bio became love the girl, 
just hate N words and then quoted. <laughs> so, so funny. People are um, so weird. I feel it's very so weird. Literally, and I mean, I feel so lucky that I'm in a place now. Like, I mean, if I had the, I mean, I don't even have that huge of a public profile. But if I had the profile I had now, and received the hate, I mean, also the love that I receive now, I think would have mm. gone to my head had I been in high school. But also the hate that I receive now in high school would have been crushing. Like, you know what? Even when I was like. I'm a little baby, 22, but, like, if it was, like, three years ago, I would have been, like... Are you 22? Yeah. Oh, my God, you're such a baby. Oh, my gosh. I'm at that point in my life and I'm just, like, everyone's just my age. Everyone's just my age. I just keep thinking that. I'm 26 and, like, I've got... I honestly just feel like everyone below 25 is just, like, little babies now. <laughs> That's oh me. Go you, 22 and doing everything that you've done. Damn, girl. Well done. Well done. I try my best. I try my best. You, you know, do it's... very well. You do very well. <laughs> just determined. I'm determined to buy a house. Growing up, growing up low socioeconomic, I was like, I'm going to work so hard and I'm going to buy me and mum a house. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> my goal in the back of the head is to buy back the house my mum lost to her toxic ex-husband. That's my goal, to Aww. buy that house. Because they built it together. But yeah, they built this beautiful house. But then, of course, toxic husband was just like, let's gamble everything. So I'm the same. Got that dream. Got the dream there. Buy our mummas some houses. <laughs> that's the slave 2022. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's the dream. So... I think we could definitely rant about fat phobia and all the juicy stuff in between, but I would love for us to go to a listener question every That's single what? week on every single week on the show. We pretty much answer a listener question, listener dilemma. So if anyone has a question relating to fat phobia, fat liberation, or honestly, just anything and anything, the weirder, the better. Yeah. <laughs> whatevs whatevs feel free to send us a dm or email us details are in the show notes but anyway this is this week's listener dilemma <laughs> i have to fly interstate next month for a wedding and am nervous about fitting in the seats what happens if the seatbelt doesn't fit i'm really worried other people will judge me all righty my dear you have definitely flown probably a lot considering all the you know, just a few things you know just a bit of acting and modeling you've been doing over the years I think that would require some flying so flights I've got I got more flights this year than I've gotten in my whole life before this year damn I have you hit double digits yet oh my god yeah well, <laughs> you're just like yeah I hit that in the first month <laughs> I think I've taken more than 40 flights this year Whoa. All right. Well, then you're an expert on this. Oh, you must have some good. What do, What do they say? Like in those movies, you see the rich white people, they always go, oh, you can use my mileage. Are you at that point now? You're just like, you can use, I'm using my mileage. I don't know how it all works, to be honest with you. <laughs> like one of my best friends, he's obsessed with flying and like using your points and all of that crap. And I'm like, I don't know what that fucking means. Like what? Yeah, they make it sound so easy, but it just sounds like, how do you, I don't understand. I don't and get like, it. What do you really get? Like, what do you really get? Unless they're upgrading me to business every time, which they're not. 
I'm like, <laughs> what, what am I really getting? Like a free meal once every six months? Like it's not even good food. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm yeah. Uh, like certain certain airlines have good food, but then others are just like Air Asia. Air Asia, they mm, love their shit. Love their shit. Slay. Love them. Yeah, and um, forget the other one. But anyway, seatbelts. Yes, you are the expert. You have. You are a flying regular person. Seatbelt extenders. Seatbelt extender. Ask for it straight away. I mean. Flight attendants should be well-versed in dealing with getting a seat extender. Sometimes they're not. I had to get one on a flight a little while ago, and the lady was like, what? What do you want? Oh, the big fatty over here needs a seatbelt extender, does she? I'll just yell it across the flight. And they're like, I literally, me and the guy next to me, never met him before, and we just kind of looked at each other like, obviously, disclaimer, that was, that was hyperbole. She just was like, you need a seat. No way, I can get you a seatbelt extended. Can we get a seat? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I wasn't even embarrassed, but now you're making me feel it. And then, and then after all of that hullabaloo, she like comes over with it like she's a bloody secret agent. I was like, Babe, everybody knows I've got it. Just give it to me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there are people in Western Australia who know I'm getting it. So, <laughs> oh. I think there's no shame in asking for a seatbelt extender. Mm. I mean, if people judge you, then they're effing C's. Like, mm, yeah. If people are really that worried about what other people are doing regarding seatbelt, then they obviously they have no life. Like, yeah. I would recommend like asking for it like at the front of the plane. So then, so then like you can just be like, "Oh, can I get a seatbelt extender?" And then they'll just find you. They know. Their job is to know where everyone is. So, like, just ask at the beginning of the flight and just be like, oh, can I grab one? And, yeah, a lot of people would have to ask for seat ex- seatbelt extenders, I I believe. Because, like, the seats are fucking tiny. We have all this technology. We have all these things to make planes do all these weird knickknacks and knobs. And, like, you know, they've been around for decades, I believe. I don't, I don't know how long planes have been around for. Why can't they make seats bigger? Why not? It's heinous. It's so heinous. I remember once when I was on a flight with a friend of mine who is also plus size, they tried to get her to buy two seats <gasps> on the plane. And I was like, oh. absolutely not. I was like, you're not fucking doing that. No way. I said, they can just put you on a section of the plane that is empty. Mm-hmm. Like, they're really that worried about it. Like, no, we're not doing that. That's not happening. That's not happening today. Um, What else would be some advice for like dealing with the plane i guess like making sure you're with uh white people that you trust if anything happens make sure to write it down i had a negative experience on a plane at the end of last year actually and i just like made sure to note the person's name that did xyz and i wrote it down she said i was too slutty for the plane even though i was I was wearing shorts and a t-shirt and we were coming from uh, somewhere in Australia that was like, I think the day we boarded the plane, we're in an airport with no air conditioner because it was in the middle of about fuck nowhere and Uh. it was three degrees. I was like, what do you want me in? Like, no. And I was standing next to a skinny girl and we were literally wearing the same outfit because we were coming back from a shoot and she went on, no problem. But I needed to change my shorts. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. 
That infuriates me because that's so, I've just seen that story regurgitated so many times of literally skinny people. They could wear the most minimal amount of clothing. They could wear no bra even and just nothing. Oh, nothing. They look hot. Oh, meh, nothing. Whereas the fat people dare bear their shoulders or dare wear shorts that you can then see their, their thighs or they dare, God forbid, their big titties are in the way. Oh my God, the world will collapse. I hate that narrative. I've happened so much. Oh. And you know what was the sleigh? Was, I was like, yes, skinny ally was that my mate who was getting on the flight, she, mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, I was exhausted by this point because we've been shooting all day. And I was like, I was like, I don't have anything to change into. I'm sorry. Like, this is how it is. Yeah. And again, I don't care. And she went, no. And like went off at this lady. And yes. I was like, I was like, thank you, skinny ally. <laughs> yes. That's what we want. Yes. Yes. So skinny people that are listening to this, if there's any, um, people out there that aren't in the plus size fat category. If you're listening, you want to be a good ally. If you see some fat phobia, call it out because mm-hmm. it can be very tiring having to do it ourselves. And also sometimes we just don't have the energy or it can be, we can feel embarrassed almost. Cause we're just like, Ugh, ugly, yeah. Yeah. So, Oh, I'm glad, I'm glad you had her. I'm glad you had her call the, call the stewardess out. Cause, cause yeah. How does showing more skin, how does, Oh, that's just, that's a whole other argument. But to our listener, to our listener, um, I think definitely wear something that's comfy. I think that's just in general, when you're flying, like just wear something that you, that you do feel comfortable in because when you are sitting that long, like, you know, what always works for me. We don't always works for me is a good maxi dress, a good maxi dress or something with like, just like, that's just something that's stretchy. And like, yeah, don't worry if you're wearing something then like, you know, you could see a bump or an arm or anything like that. Don't worry about that at all. Just make sure you're wearing something that's comfy. Something that makes you feel good, you feel comfortable. Something important to remember as well in life is that everyone is selfish. Nobody is thinking about you. Like, truly, nobody is ever thinking about anyone that is not themselves, especially in the stress of being on a flight. Mm-hmm. Flats aren't great for anybody. Like yeah. nobody, nobody's going, oh, I wish I could double the time of this flight. Like no one. So if you just are worried, if you just are concerned with yourself, I nearly guarantee you other people will just be concerned with themselves. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, the message is here. Everyone's too self-absorbed to worry about you, <laughs> which is too true. Well, We're all too self-absorbed to worry about our own shit. <laughs> it's the time of Instagram and selfies, like people, myself included, thinking about ourselves. <laughs> yep. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. So to finish off the show, my dear, 
every single week we talk about our fave fat friendly finds of the week and normally my guest and i we chat about what our fave product our favorite brand our favorite place that actually caters to the plus size community and is not fat phobic so mm -hmm. what is your fave fat friendly find of the week uh lucy and yak lucy and yak are a british i think brand um and they make dungarees that go up to a size 32 i believe yes that's what we want yes a fucking slay and they're really comfortable and it's not like with other brands where when it goes up a size it, they just lengthen it long ways and sideways it's like mm. A brand that's putting thought which is you wouldn't think would be such a rarity but <laughs> um that yeah. is a unicorn oh. brand right there <laughs> that's my one that's my faves Ooh, very nice very nice well the other day i finally scored myself some of abby chatfield's brand clothes verbo is it verbose 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 i think i think verbose Sorry, Abby, <laughs> we're just butchering it, the name here. I finally got some of her clothes and I got the pants and the pants are just so beautiful. And the way they just like, they just look like they're just made for the butt and just, oh, so, so comfy. I'm not a pants gal. I like to wear my dresses and my skirts and like the pants, I'm gonna wear them tonight at the movies. I'm so excited. And they're just, just so, just sleek, like it just, don't know. How, I, I'm not part of the fashion industry. I don't know how to describe things. Normally, I'd just be like, they're comfy and then that be it. But they're just so nice. They're just, I don't know what they're called. Sexy. but they're the, They look good. They're just sexy. They're just good. They're like the long black ones. And I just love the lining of it. And it's just, oh, so keen to wear them tonight. So, did so you keen. See as well, she did, she did a TikTok that I've been meaning to share being like, talking about, um, plain seat sizes, which made me laugh a lot. Oh, I'm literally, I'm literally have it in my drafts on TikTok to share it. Cause I saw that the other day. I'm just like, oh bitch, I gotta, I gotta share this. I gotta react to this. Cause yeah, when she, when she, yeah, when she posted that, I was just like, yay. But see, that's what we want. That's the, that's the skinny allies we want. Yes. Mm-hmm. And also, yes. And as well with the, the brand, uh, the bows, you can actually see what the clothes look like on people of different sizes. Like it's just this. I don't know how other brands haven't done this, but it's like all separated in like, like the, like the products is like separated in like two sizes. So then like all the products you see, it's literally all models that match your size. Like that's sick. Like, why don't people do that? Like, why don't people like major companies, like, I don't know, city chick. Cause this is an anti city chick podcast, apparently. <laughs> uh, no comment there. <laughs> mm. I must not say anything either way. Yes, there. yes, yes. As someone that's in the modeling industry, it's a bit hard to say. <laughs> no comments on brands from Milo Hartill. Other than <laughs> I love Lucy and Yak. Yeah, you say uh, nothing, but, but you why say don't nothing. they do that is yes agree yes. Mm -hmm. yeah oh, met heaps of brands do that things look different on different people i know right and like it's i don't yeah it's just and also, especially... why isn't there also why isn't there standardized sizing in women's clothing like oh, I, was talking, oh. I was talking to someone about this the other day that i didn't know that men's clothing sizes is in inches 
men's clothing oh. sizes, but like it actually shows the measurements. Like I saw also the other day with my partner, like who's like trying to find some pants and it said like the actual measurements. I'm just like, what? So you're telling me if you find a clothing brand of one size, it will actually be the same size in another clothing brand? What? Mind blown. Like I love when you go to the same shop and you pick up a size 14 in the same shop, same brand, and one fits like a glove and the other is too big or one fits like a glove and the other is too small. It's like, what? Oh, it's so stupid. Like, it's do the people, so... does no one talk? Oh. And again, they have like... I always just, I always just go back to like um, evolution of technology. I always think like you, like fashion has been around for so long. Industrialization of fashion has been around so long. Why is this not fixed? Like, yeah, really slack. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, my dear, I greatly appreciate you coming onto the show to talk all things fashion, theater, fat phobia. Where can people find you? Because you're pretty much just busy, busy, busy the next couple of months, are you? Where can people find you? So for the next two months, I will be back in Melbourne doing a play called Cyrano, which is happening at the Sumner Theatre in Southbank with MTC. Um, And from the 15th to the 17th of September, while I'm in rehearsals for that, I will be doing a song cycle at the MC showroom called Everything and Nothing, where I'll be having a little sing. Um, And I mean, you can probably find me at Fashion Week, where I can't announce that yet, but I will be around the place. Um, And you can find me on Instagram at Milo Hartill, or alternatively, you can look up That Fat Diva. Fabulous. Yes. If you are, if you, if you, any of you listening are lucky enough to be in Melbourne, and again, it always has to be Melbourne and Sydney, never Brisbane. One day. Brisbane, One bring, day. Br- I know there's, we have some great talented people up here in Brisbane. Bring more theatre, more arts, bring them all the juices, bring it all here to Brizzy. But yes, if you guys are in Melbourne, check out the theatre. Always a good, always a good date night, a good night out. Mm-hmm. Check it out. All the details will be in the show notes. But yes, Milo, my dear. Thank you so, so much for coming on to today's episode of Fat and Eyes. It was such a joy talking to you and ranting with you. It's wonderful to be on. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode of Fat and Eyes. If you want to go to our Fat Friendly Finds, our Faith Fat... Tug Twister. If you want to find the recommendations that we put out for our Faith Fat Friendly Finds, head head to today's show notes. And anything else that was mentioned during the podcast is said to today's show notes. And you can find us on Instagram at Fatanize. So we will see you next week. Bye. See ya. We at Fatanize pay our respect to the traditional custodians of the Mianjin land. This land is and always will be Aboriginal land.